0: and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. Transformation Church family and our online family, we are so glad that you're here. And I'll just say personally, I'm glad that you've joined us today today. Uh, We've enjoyed some worship, we've enjoyed some announcements, we've enjoyed a lot that we would normally get to do in person, um, but we still get to do uh, from the comfort of our living rooms, from our cars, from our phones, wherever you're joining us from today, and I'm just glad you've decided to join us and be here and connect with us uh, to worship God amidst everything that's been going on and to dive into his word and see how it bears its weight on us. And so um, today, I've got a message. We're in week two of our series, Through the Counselor. Uh, Last week, in week one, we uh, saw Jesus and his disciples in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and a storm, a squall, as the scripture says, comes up and They thought they were about to die. a matter of fact, the scripture tells us that the boat was almost swamped. And they were scared. They were scared. Even though Jesus was right in the stern of the boat asleep, they were scared. And so we talked last week that no matter the boat we're in, no matter the storm that's outside the boat, no matter its intensity, no matter what we face, it doesn't matter what's outside the boat. It matters who's in the boat. And I'm not talking about the other disciples, because the other disciples had no power against the storm. But Jesus, when he woke up, he said, peace, be still. And the disciples said, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? How powerful in a time that is so unsettling for all of us that Jesus can speak peace to our hearts. It doesn't matter what's going on outside the boat. It matters who's in the boat. And we're glad that Jesus is walking with us presently through all of this. Um, This is a four-week series, so this is week two. Next week, we're going to look at the question that Jesus asks, do you want to be well? So for those with ongoing struggles, ongoing problems, I encourage you to tune in next week because it's going to be an incredible time in God's Word as we wrestle with our ongoing problems And those who have ever dealt with doubt in week four, Jesus actually asked us that question. Why do you doubt? And so of the four questions in this series, The Counselor, today's question, do you believe I can do this? Do you believe I can do this? And we're coming out of Matthew chapter nine. So if you have your copy of God's word near you, Um, the the physical version like I've got here, or you've got it on your phone, Um, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to dive in together. Now, just to give you some backlog, some kind of just behind the scenes, what had just happened in Scripture, Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, and a leader fell at his feet, and his daughter had died. And he came to Jesus and he pleaded with Jesus, would you come and heal my daughter? She's dead. I know you're the only one I've heard about you. Will you come heal her? And so Jesus went to this man's house and uh, he actually said of the daughter, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. And everybody kind of laughed at him and said, who is this guy? And then, of course, Jesus speaks to the young girl, and she comes back to life, and the news went everywhere. It spread far and wide, and then we find ourselves here in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. So, would you read with me as we we dive into God's Word today? In verse 27, it says, As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. Let me pause for just a second and point out, one, that they called him the son of David. So they recognized this guy. Hey, he just healed, brought back to life this guy's daughter. This must be the Messiah. They're recognizing him as the Messiah. And the other thing that kind of stuck out to me here was that they were calling out. Now, it's not the type of calling out that probably you're imagining, like, hey, or, or calling just from a distance. It, the Greek word is krazo, and, and it's described as an animal-like cry, uh, uh, almost a roar. Uh, you see it also in Revelations 12, 2, um, where it's referencing birthing pains. Uh, my wife, I've, I've witnessed now two of uh, two girls born one of them just a few weeks ago. And look, my wife is a champ, but there are some roars. And some of you may have heard these roars come out that are deep roars of pain and agony. And this is the type of calling out that was happening. In verse 28, it goes on and says, when Jesus had gone indoors, The blind men came into him and he asked them, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Now, right off the bat here also, I want you to notice that even after this cry, this calling out, these two blind men heard Jesus. They didn't see him. They couldn't see him. They're blind. They heard him walk into the house and and shut the door. He, He went in. He didn't stop. He didn't talk to them. And and that's kind of wild. But anyways, they followed him inside. And he said, do you believe I can do this? He already knew what they wanted. He already knew their need. And 29, it says, he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith. Say it with me right where you're at in your living room, sitting on the phone with your kids, maybe you're in the car right now, say it with me. According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Now, if you're following along with us, um, you can probably click a link below and download our um, sermon notes so you can follow along as we're talking about this scripture today. But Matthew 9, 27 through 30, we find Jesus asking someone in need, someone who reached out to him with a need, and he asked them, Do you believe I can do this? And what a um, pertinent message for us today. Because how many of us pray prayers and, and maybe we don't really believe that God can do the things we're asking of him? And Here, these guys were not that way. They said, yes, Lord. And Jesus, he didn't say according to their income. He didn't say according to their social standing or their good works. He said, according to your faith, according to your faith. And and that tells me something that God doesn't doesn't respond to our situation or our station He doesn't respond um, necessarily to where we're coming from or our background or how much education we have. God responds to faith. Now, that's very encouraging. But for some of us, and and some of you may even have a church background, some of you may not. But for those who have a church background, you've heard this before and you've been praying prayers for a long time. And you haven't seen them come true yet. And so this can also be confusing because I've had church experiences where they said, oh, well, you must not be praying right. You must have sin in your life or there must be something wrong with you that God's not answering your prayers. You didn't sign off right. Uh, you didn't say, and you said in Jesus' name, you were supposed to say uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And honestly, those, those have nothing to do with the type of faith that God responds to. And today, I think the biggest hindrance to the type of faith that Jesus responds to is the familiar. It's the familiar. Um, I think the familiar is the enemy of faith. We kind of accept things as they are, worry, doubt, fear, and just say, oh, this is just how it is, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, these two blind guys, They had always been blind. Maybe you've always struggled physically. Maybe you've always struggled financially. Maybe you've always been just an average student. Or you've just always picked the wrong guys or the wrong girls. Um, Maybe you've always had a bad relationship with your dad. Or your mom. Maybe you've always had spiritual doubts. But let me tell you something, it takes faith to step away from the familiar. And just because it's familiar doesn't mean that God can't change it. And so today what I want to talk about right now, this morning with you, I want to talk about the kind of faith that honors God. What kind of faith honors God? And so number one, and if you're filling this out with me, uh, this is your first blank to fill out faith that believes. This is the first kind of faith that honors God, that God will respond to faith that believes when it doesn't see. Faith that believes even when it doesn't see. We see in Hebrews 11 1, it says faith is the confidence that what we hope for Will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. It gives us assurance of things that we haven't seen yet. And they will hopefully happen. These guys uh, we see in Matthew 9, 28. When Jesus had gone indoors. The blind man came in after him. Look how discouraging would it have been. If the guy that um, has just raised a dead girl from the grave, from her deathbed, you know he can do what you're asking, but he just walks right by you and goes inside. If we want to have faith that God honors, what we have to do is have a faith that believes when it doesn't see. And I'm not just talking about their physical sight. I'm talking about they got up and they, even though he went inside, they didn't drop it. They didn't stop there. They went inside. Many of us often take the position uh, when we come into tough situations or situations we don't understand that, well, all we can do now is pray. You've probably said it. I know I have. I've said all we can do now is pray. And what's good-hearted oftentimes may tell God what you believe about him, that he's a last resort. Like, all we can do now is pray as if God can't do it, or maybe he'll do it. We have to have a faith that believes, even though the situation we're in cannot see it. We at Transformation Church are praying that COVID-19, that those who have it are healed, And that God brings an end to it quickly. And even though we don't see that, we still, yes Lord, we believe that He can. And I would even say the size of our request can reveal the strength of our faith. Have you ever been guilty of praying a small prayer? Have you ever been guilty of praying a safe prayer? prayer or trying to hedge your bets around, well, what if God doesn't do it? That, no, we need to pray with a faith and ask God with a faith that believes even when we haven't seen it. So I don't know who's watching this very moment, but what I can tell you is this. That we, when we pray that God would heal our marriage... When we pray that God would heal our children, that he would heal in our body. We've witnessed it in our church in the last couple weeks that we've taken things to God in faith and he has responded and healed. Maybe you're asking for forgiveness, maybe for him to heal a past hurt. Maybe you've been asking God to conceive a child. I don't know. My wife and I um, had our, our daughter Macy... Uh, back in 2015, and we just welcomed uh, McKinley uh, to our family just a few weeks ago. Uh, But in between 2015 and 2020, where we are now, uh, we experienced and walked through a season of several miscarriages. And we would pray, and we would pray, and then another miscarriage, and pray, and pray, and then another miscarriage, And if you're watching this today, I wish I had McKinley here uh, to show you all uh, the beautifulness that God gave us in her. And that we kept praying even when we didn't see it. I'm telling you today, God honors faith. God honors faith that believes when it doesn't see. Number two, faith that persists when nothing changes. Faith that persists when nothing changes. (laughs) These blind guys are sitting outside. Jesus goes right in around them after hearing them scream for his help. Lord, help us. Or as the scripture said, have mercy on us, son of David. But did he answer? No. He did not answer them right away. Um, There was a time when I was in college and I was interning uh, a popular... Music artist was in town, and I was determined to meet them. I had been following their music for years and years and years. um, They obviously they constantly had crowds around them, constantly had lines. I, I really wanted to connect with them, and so I determined that I was going to meet them that night. I I was going to shake their hands and do the whole thing. So the concert ended, the line for their table was crazy. I went out to my car. I sat in my car for hours and waited till they, and I pulled my car around back and I waited till they uh, started exiting to go back to their bus. And I followed them until and, and, and their security got me. I followed them till I got right up to them. And yeah, I got to meet them. I got to shake their hands. I was on such a high. I finally got to meet them, but while they might have thought I was a creeper and I may have ended up in jail, um, I got, I was persistent, I didn't stop, I wanted to see them, and many of us, if we don't see God answer our prayer in five to ten minutes, or five to ten business days, as my wife would say, um, we give up, and we say this must not be God's will. And, and truly, it might not be God's will. I, I don't know His will, and you don't either. Um, but what God has called us to is the things He has laid on our hearts to pray for and ask for and things that we need to change. He tells us to pray and to pray with persistence. In Colossians um, 4, two, it says, be patient, persistent in prayer And keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. Be persistent. Be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you give thanks to God. It reminds me of this story. If we turn over to Luke 18 where it says um, there's this persistent widow, and I'll just paraphrase for you, this persistent widow goes to this unrighteous judge and says, Judge, I want justice Against my adversary my I, I want justice and the Bible even says this guy doesn't fear God and he doesn't like people Do You know somebody like that doesn't fear God doesn't like people Okay, and so she keeps persisting and persisting and persisting and and let me just read you um, What this judge eventually says um, The judge ignored her for a while in verse 4 of chapter 18 in in the book of Luke. Uh, but finally he said to himself I don't fear God and or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Verse six, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice To his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. Do you hear the persistence? Day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you in verse 8. He will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns. How many will he find on earth? Who have faith. You see that? Persistent faith. Persistent faith. I remember doing a baptism some years ago. Um, it was a mom and daughter and, uh, the mom was getting baptized for the first time. And so after the service, the daughter is just weeping, weeping and weeping and weeping. And so I go up to her and I say, what's going on? You know, this is, this is a happy occasion. Well, we should be celebrating. And she looked me and she said, I've been praying for my mother for 22 years to come to know the Lord. 22 years. And seeing her get baptized today, I just, I'm I'm so glad I was persistent in prayer. I'm so glad the Lord honors a faith that believes when it doesn't see. And a faith that um, persists even when nothing changes. And lastly, a faith that works when it doesn't make sense. A faith that works when it doesn't make sense. The difference between hope and faith is that hope is a desire. Hope is a desire, something we desire and and hope for, right? That's that's how that fits. Faith is a demonstration. You've heard that faith is an act. of Faith is a verb. It's a demonstration. And what comes to mind when you talk about faith, when it doesn't make sense, is the story of Abraham and Isaac. Now, if you've never heard this story before, it is wild. Um, You can find... um, the particular scripture I'm about to read in James two twenty two, it says, "You see that Abraham's faith and his actions were working together." Everybody say, "Working together," right there wherever you're listening to this today. Say, "Faith is working together with actions," and his faith was made complete by what he did. Some of us are so focused on the problems around us today, because. This COVID-19 and this quarantine stuff probably came to some of us on top of dealing with a ton of other issues. But some of us are so focused on the problems that we can't see the answer. So focused that we oftentimes miss what God is really wanting us to do. And so um, what Abraham Did And so you know the story. God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. The one son he had waited almost a hundred years for. A hundred years. And he asked Abraham to take Isaac up and sacrifice him to kill him. And Abraham, who had faith, and James is acknowledging Abraham's faith here, was obedient even though... He thought it was going to break him. He didn't understand it. He didn't, couldn't see why. He couldn't see why would God be asking me to do this. But he was obedient and he worked at it. You see in there in James 2.22, faith and his actions were working together. So what is it today? What, what problem is it you're facing that you can't see why you're facing it? It doesn't make any sense why I'm walking through this. Well, look at these two blind guys. They couldn't see, but one thing they could do was hear. And what I want you to focus on today is what you can do. These blind guys could hear. What does the Bible say? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's how we build our faith, by reading and studying his word. They could hear, they could yell, they could walk. They could follow Jesus. They got up and they followed him. They did what they could do. If you don't know what you can do today, no matter what you're facing, whether it's a relationship or finances or sickness or just stress and anxiety around the world we're living in right now, let's focus on what we can do. If you can't pay the bills today, keep seeking Jesus And sell everything but the kids. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't sell your kids. Um, If you can't change who your spouse is, love them as they are and believe for a miracle. If you can't heal cancer, which I don't know any of us that can, uh, change your diet. Get the best doctor and ask your small group to pray. These are things that you can do. Maybe you're burdened about human trafficking. Maybe you're burdened about things that you feel like you can't fix. Underprivileged kid, the unborn. We can't do it all. There's some things only God can do, but you can do something. God honors a faith that works even when it doesn't make sense. Believe big. Have a big faith because we serve a big God. You see Noah built a boat before there was a rain cloud. Abraham and Sarah believed God for a child before they were ever had before they ever had a successful pregnancy and the people of Israel marched around a monstrosity of a wall 7 times, 6 times the wall didn't come down. But they continued in faith. You know why? Because they knew the God that they served. They knew their God was big enough to handle it. They knew their God um, could do what they could not do. Faith should go to work even when it doesn't look good. So what is it for you today? How can we shape our faith to be a faith that honors God? Do you believe that God can do this? Man, I just want to pray with you right now. There may be many, someone here today that doesn't know the Lord. Maybe you want to know about this big God that asks you where you're seated. Look at me. Look at the screen. I'm telling you. Do you believe he can do it for you today? And, and what I'm telling you is you need to have a faith that believes when it doesn't see, a faith that persists when nothing changes, and a, believe, a faith that works when it doesn't make sense. If you're... If you don't know Jesus today, would you pray this prayer with me? Father, I recognize that I'm a sinner and I'm falling short. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want you to take control. I believe that you died for my sins and that you will forgive me if I ask. And so, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I'll confess you as my Lord and King Now, if you said that prayer today and you meant it with your heart, I want you to contact us via email. And right now as we close, I just want to pray for the rest of you. God, would you give us faith that's big, faith that persists, faith that works when it doesn't make sense. And Father, we will give you all the glory, and even when we don't see it, we know that you're working. Even when we don't feel it, God, we know that you're working because you are a way maker. You are big enough. You are bigger than COVID-19. You are bigger than anything we will face, and we trust you and know that we can have faith that honors you and that moves you. We believe today that you can do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA, located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.